Hey, it's Dr. Fuck, and you're listening to the Plug Podcast with your host, Nate Atchison, also known as Bushy. This podcast is about music and so much more. And now, here's Bushy! Music and so much more. I am your host, Bushy, Nate Atchison. And uh, I got kind of a, a, a different kind of episode this week. It's a little more on a serious note, although you won't gather that from the music that just played, uh, because, of course, you just heard When You Wish Upon a Star uh, by Gene Simmons, uh, his version. And if you read the title of this podcast and who my guest is this week... <clears throat> It makes perfect sense. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'd like to go ahead and introduce him all the way from California, Freeform Rock Podcast uh, host, co-host, Mr. Mark Alden Taylor. How you doing, brother? 
I'm doing great, man. I'm just sitting here quarantined to my house, drinking booze. (laughs) If you got to be locked up, that's the only way to do it. Yeah. My wife tells me I'm drinking too much. And then I go, okay, I stop. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, too much? What? I'm still standing. Yeah, that's what I keep trying to tell her. I said, you know what? Do you see me throwing up on the floor? Do you see me like waddling around? I said, I slur my words a little bit, but I'm not that drunk because I can still function and I can still understand you and I can still remember the conversations we had. (laughs) See, that's a plus because that's that's where I'm bad is forgetting conversations. Just forgetting conversations. Um, I'm not quarantined. I'm not uh, self-isolated. And that's one of the things I kind of wanted to talk to you about is – kind of get the perspective of a boots-on-the-ground type of guy, so to speak. Uh, I don't live in New York anymore, so I don't know what's going on there, except what I see on the news. Um, I don't talk to any of my daughter's family, although I have seen uh, recently that the town that I went to high school in, uh, that hospital that I used to work in actually just recorded their second confirmed case. Um, Watertown, I'm not sure if they have any yet, but that means it's moved into uh, Jefferson County, New York, which is the last uh, county you hit on Interstate 81 before you cross the St. Lawrence River into Canada. So it is everywhere. I'm just kind of curious, what's going on in California? Because you're out of work right now. Yeah, I'm out of work. Disney's paying me, but we don't know how long because the governor said to like, well, he said it could be to April 19th. And we're waiting for our schedules to come out because they're paying us for two weeks. I hope they keep paying us because unemployment will suck. <laughs> we won't get as much. Then I'll freaking probably have to go do some Uber Eats or something like that. But uh, it's pretty quiet here. People are being really respectful and we get food delivered if you want. You could still go to the store. You could, But now the beaches are closed off because the idiot freaking teenagers are out there freaking partying on Malibu on the weekend because it didn't rain. And it's fucking the traffic was horrible there. And I saw the same thing in Florida. I go, what are these freaking kids doing? They're not, they, they preach to us about freaking environment, about keeping people healthy. And they're out there freaking drinking and freaking smoking pot and doesn't give a shit about anybody else around them. So I don't understand kids today. <laughs> I, I think as kids, every generation, we were probably the same. What's scary about it is. Uh, while I'm one of those that thinks this coronavirus isn't as serious as all the panickers say it is, the problem is it's very, very contagious. So, you know, much like the South Park episode where they were joking about SARS, where the dad is laying on the floor talking to Stan and he's all, Stan, there's a 98.9% chance that I'm going to live through this, but I have to tell you, you know, you know. That's, yeah. It's it's basically the same thing, you know. Compromised immunodeficiency uh, 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 problems, for lack of a better word, uh, the Jack Daniels is starting to hit me. Uh, the elderly, the very young, uh, basically anybody that could get the flu could have the same problems. It's just this is much more contagious than your seasonal flu. Uh, the, these kids down there, you know, on these beaches as such. They're not understanding how contagious it is. And I'm seeing now that a lot of them are testing positive for the coronavirus and they're bringing it back to their homes. And that's a scary, you know, scary thought in its own right. Yeah, especially if you have a grandma or a grandpa there or um, of what it, uh, whatever you guys call it back there in the South. I don't know what Nana or, <laughs> well, <there's, laughs> or Peepaw or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, in this part of North Carolina, they say Mamaw, Papaw. Um, 
My grandparents were from Greensboro, North Carolina, which is two hours east, and I called them Memo and Pawpaw. Yeah, it, Nana is, you know, my mom was from Virginia, and that's what she, she was called. You know, it's all over the place, you know, di- different names. Uh, Italian people call their grandmothers Nana. Yeah, so, I don't know. I, in California, I call them Grandpa and Grandma. And uh, my grandpa and grandma were from Oklahoma and Arkansas. Nice. My grandpa's from Arkansas. And uh, I, I got made fun of the uh, was a kid because I used to say Warsh because I lived around my mom and my grandma and my grandpa. And they're from the south, or I guess. And he always said Warsh. So I went to school and they said, it's Wash, you dumb asshole. And so that freaking got me. And I say Tor wrong, which it's, I say Tor. And uh, my wife gets on me for that. And I said, fucking Oklahomies. They're the ones that did this to me. She said, you said Oklahomies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could do a whole episode of what people say down here that annoys the shit out of me. And I find out that, and I brag about I'm Southern blooded. You know, my dad's from Greensboro, Virginia. My mom's from Portsmouth, Virginia. There's nothing but Southern blood coursing through these veins. But after spending 32 years living in the North and speaking like a human, <laughs> there's to, to, to give you an example uh, the guy that works on my line we were having a problem with our uh, case packer um, I, I work in pharmaceutical manufacturing we produce 60% of the IV bags that uh, this country uses and uh, the case packer just means the bags go down a belt after being inspected and get put into cases and sealed and sent along to the palletizer well he was talking about uh, we were having an issue with an air hose. The way he was saying air sounded an awful lot like the way they say hour down here, as in, you know, I need to do this in an hour. Now they'll say, I need to do it in an hour. And I'm like, in a what? <laughs> well, he was, he, I was asking him, what was the problem? You know, what was the problem with the case pack? I says, hour. Huh? Hour. Will you fucking spell that for me? <laughs> A-I-R. <laughs> so I was like, oh, error. Okay. You need to speak English. God damn it. <laughs> when, you, when somebody spells A-I-R, I think of anthrax. <laughs> nice. Nice. So uh, you are getting paid for a couple of weeks. And I, and I see that, um, you know, the administration is trying to get, you know, unemployment benefits extended and, you know, helping businesses to keep paying their employees. Now, your governor, is he just locked down the state or? Uh, he said we could go out to get, um, what do you call, uh, groceries, go walk outside, just keep keep the social distancing from going. You know, I, like me and my wife went out walking. We made a video yesterday of us walking around the neighborhood for about 20 minutes, you know, just to get out of the house because we were getting a uh, cabin fever here. And uh, I can only watch, I got freaking like over shit ton of movies. I don't get any bored of watching it. <laughs> like, fuck, I want to do something else. <laughs> uh, like, so I've been here doing podcasts or freaking fixing my iTunes. And I'm still bored. My wife works on a computer all day. I go, how the fuck do you do that all day? I'm freaking sitting there listening to music and I just want to kill myself. <laughs> like, yeah, fucking... it's uh, how privileged are we <laughs> Yeah, I know. in this country? This sitting on the computer, which some people would love to be able to do, we're like, Jesus, enough already. Yeah, I want to go. I want to go to a movie theater. I want to get out. I want to go to the park. I want to like do something, you know, get out and do go to dinner, go to a restaurant. Can't do any of that, but they'll deliver to us. But right. stay home. <laughs> well, see, that's kind of what's going on here. Um, the state's not on lockdown yet. 
Uh, as of right now, there's no confirmed cases in my county, but the next county over in a town that I go to to go to the movies, it's the nearest movie theater, a place called Boone, uh, Boone North Carolina. Um, they've had two cases, and that's uh, Watauga County, the next county over. So it's moving. It's moving closer. But that's a college town. So, you know, who knows where it could have come from. As long as these people stay the hell out of my area, I guess I'm okay. My job's not shutting down. It is one of those essential jobs. Like I said, we do supply uh, 60% of the IV bags to this nation. Uh, so they're not shutting us down. Now, they do have a thermal imaging camera uh, stationed at the entrance. So, that you know, you scan your badge. Because you got to scan your badge to get through the gate. Scan your badge to get into the building. And then you got to take a hat off if you're wearing a hat. Stand on this little X in the middle of the floor and look at this uh, TV screen. And as long as you look like a pasty ghost, because it's all black and white, but as long as you look like a pasty ghost with clothes on, you get to go ahead and go to work. If you're red, that means you're feverish. You have to report to the nurse where they send you home after notifying your supervisor. The cool thing they've done is because we do have a point system, a point-based attendance system. Oh, uh, I do too. It, well, nice, nice. It, it's a good system. Oh, yeah, we get 36 points a, uh, a year. Jesus, that's outrageous. I'd never be at work. Well, the thing, yeah, we get we got a union that gives us that. So you could call in sick and you could continue it up to five days and only get three points. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. These people are scared of unions, Southerners are. And uh, while, while I don't like unions, there's times I say, you know what, this would be really good to have down here because we're getting fucked. But I will say this, uh, you know, this company is, you know, stepping up. Um, they've eliminated the attendance points for right now. If you're out because your children are out of school or if you're out because somebody in your family or yourself is uh, presumptive positive or positive. Uh, and that's for two weeks and paid. Now, they do give you an incentive to come to work. Um, $50 extra a shift. Damn. And the $50 is tax-free. They're giving it to you as a different kind of incentive so they don't tax it. So for me, I'm a 12-hour guy. So one week is an extra 150 bucks, and the following week is an extra 200 bucks because I work three days or four days. But it's just an extra incentive. You know, go in there, work your shift. Man, that's 50 tax-free dollars in your pocket, which isn't a bad thing. Uh, schools here are shut down. Uh, we were told for two weeks. But I did see that the state of North Carolina, I don't know if it was the governor or the state superintendent, said schools will not be back in session until May 15th, which kind of sucks because schools down here end around that time. So they're going to be coming back then, as of right now, if that's true. I still haven't got the phone call from my daughter's high school yet to say that's the case. But the nice thing is they do everything with MacBooks. Every student... And this is amazing because I lived at a pretty big place in New York. And if you had to do computer work, you either had to stay after school or hope your parents had a computer with Internet access. Every child gets issued a MacBook down here. Uh, they don't carry school books. Everything is done online, both in class and at home. Uh, so they're getting daily uh, assignments from their teachers so that they can stay up with their studies. Not, their asses aren't on vacation at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that's 
I like I like seeing that. So they're able to go to school. And the other cool thing that um, I know this county has done it. I don't know about the rest of them. I can't speak on them. But every day, Monday through Friday, around uh, quarter to 11, 11 o'clock, school bus comes by. It brings every child in the district, uh, Avery County, and the entire county. Now, it sounds big, but it's not because the entire, the entire county goes to one high school. But every kid in the county gets a breakfast and a lunch hand-delivered to them by the school bus every day. Nice. You know, and I thought that was really nice of the, of the town to step up that way. Or the county, I guess, is the best way to put it. Hey, that's pretty cool, man. It's it's not bad. It's not bad. They're doing they're doing that here in L.A. County and stuff. But I'm I'm in San Bernardino County, and we're the biggest county in California. And we only I think we only have four cases of it. And the one case we had in Fontana was somebody who came from China. So. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! We can't say that. <laughs> I said came from China. I didn't call it the Wuhan virus or the Corona or the Chinese virus. Which is where it came, it was like the German measles. So if I say somebody has a German measles, that's racist now? God dang. What is up with these people? You know, the media was all saying that until Trump and the Republicans started saying it. Then they turned it around. You're xenophobic. And then freaking Biden, where the fuck is that guy at, man? He's disappeared since it started. <laughs> well, he can't breathe people's hair. <laughs> okay, that's our politics for today. Okay, that's our politics. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, by the fan, or by the way, I was a big fan of Kung Flu. Yes, that's insulting. Yes, it's insensitive. But I grew up in the era of Mel Brooks blazing saddles, okay? If you oh, yeah. can't laugh at the Kung Flu, then you are way too fucking sensitive. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you guys are doing okay. We're okay here. My daughter actually has a friend over. Um, it's funny, her mom, not my daughter's mom because she's in New York, but this girl's mother made her take <laughs> made her take a coronavirus test before she could come over here like we're infected and shit. We have to be very careful. Uh, my daughter and I are moving this weekend. We finally found our own place. But where we're still living, there is an 89-year-old woman here with dementia. So we have to be very careful about hand washing and, you know, keeping distance from her because God knows we don't want her to get sick. Yeah, my, my mother-in-law is 76 and... Uh... We won't let our, um, their, our cousins, well, my wife's cousins and her boyfriend, we always hang out with them and uh, do stuff together. And uh, we won't let them come over because of her and because they, they still have essential jobs. He's a delivery driver and she works in a food service delivery. So it's like, hey, you guys are around people. We don't want to take a chance. We miss you guys, but uh, we have an old mom here. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's not hard. I mean, I'm kind of a loader anyway. Although I will say that, you know, sticking to home other than to, uh, you know, run through a drive through because we can't we can't go and sit down anywhere either. That That's all been wiped out. All essential businesses are open, you know, so you can go to the liquor store. You can go to yeah. the grocery store. You know, nothing's shut down. But they are practicing things differently. Restaurants are strictly carry out or take out. Or because uh, we don't have delivery, we don't have delivery. I just found out the pizza place here in town had a delivery window. I didn't even know they had a drive-through window. <laughs> Damn. I walked up to get some pizzas the other day, and um, yeah, they had a sign on the door. You could go to the drive-through window on the side to order. I was like, "Squeeze me, what?" <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know they had a window. Yeah, uh, they have this place 
Well, I guess it's a, it just came in Victorville before I left Victorville. They have a Texas Roadhouse barbecue. They're, they'll bring out the food to the truck drivers because they can't, they can't go through a drive-through window and they can't walk in now. So they go out there and bring you the napkins, the rolls and everything. That's great. I think uh, more businesses need to do that because uh, if we shut down those trucking lines, that's when the trouble actually starts. Oh yeah, truck truckers need our our uh, thanks and freaking feed them, man. Get out there and feed the truckers, man. Because without them, we wouldn't get that toilet paper that we can't find. <laughs> oh, isn't that ridiculous? I mean, I even went into, uh, to the local grocery store here. I guess it was a couple days after I had seen that all these shelves were being cleared out in these big cities. Dude, uh, the town I live in, Newland, might have 1,600 people in it. You know, and it's the county seat of this county. That lets you know how small this area is. It Even the grocery store was wiped out of toilet paper. And I was laughing hysterically because if you went down the soap aisle, oh, it was loaded. Damn. I'm like, uh, so what do you need the toilet paper for? Because you're obviously not washing your ass. <laughs> well, that shit's all gone here. The soap, the sanitizer, the toilet paper. Uh, good luck in finding it. Luckily, we have, like that cousin is talking about, she lives in food. She uh, works in food dis- distribution. Right. So she got us uh, like a half a case of toilet paper. But we already had like a huge thing from Costco anyways. But Costco, man, they had freaking, I saw that the other day when we went and got gas. And there was a line of people with carts because they're not letting everybody in at once, like waiting to get into Costco. It's like, fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. We, insane. Don't, we don't have any of those issues here. Um, I'll find out soon enough, though. Where we're moving is a, a town called Spruce Pine. Um, I guess it's maybe a 15-minute drive from where I am, 15, 20 minutes, just a little bit down the mountain. But they do have a Walmart, you know, so I'll, I'll be able to frequent Wally World again. <laughs> you know, I'll see what's going on there. Um, the bad part is a couple of guys I work with. Uh, I work with a father-son team. The son's on a different line. The father works with me. I thought he was much, much older than I am. He's actually not. He's just, you know, premature gray. And uh, now his hair is white. You know, white. And he's only 47. But he's like, yeah, Nate, when you get down here, I'll show you where all the bars are. I'm like, you're speaking my language. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because man. Apparently, there they have bars. There are no bars here in Newland. Um, I have to go to Banner Elk, to this little community, because they have communities here. Uh, in New York, they, they would call it a village. Here, it's a community, and it's a, a community called Inverchill. They have a bar there called uh, Highlanders that I like to go to. That's, again, there can only be one. away. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay. I said there could only be one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the record, it's uh, there could be only one, but you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah, I'm a little buzzed. <laughs> well, I'm glad everything's going well. Uh, you know, of course, we hope that uh, we hope that this thing passes quicker than slower. I think it's going to get worse, and the reason it's going to get worse is because there's more testing kits. Um, that now the death toll may go up. But I don't think it's going to be as catastrophic as, you know, the tinfoil hat wearers, sons of bitches are saying. I think a lot of people are going to be infected. But uh, we're, we're going to get through it. It's like, let's let's just quit trying to tank the economy. That's why I'm all for let's keep these businesses open. But when you go to these businesses, be smart, be safe. Uh, the thing is, somebody's 
if the if people go just do their normal grocery shopping like once a week, we wouldn't have the run on this shit. It would be fine. But people are panicking and like, oh shit, we're all gonna die. And freaking and people, the news keeps putting out the freaking Italy thing. But Italy is a dirty fucking country, man. They kiss everybody there. They freaking it's a it's an older country, so of course the more more of them are gonna die because they don't have. They're not clean. They're not a clean country, man. They're a very, very huggy country, a very kissy country, but they're not clean. And most of their population is over 70 years old. Of course, they're going to die like that, man. But people are panicking because of Italy. And people need to calm down. 80% of the people have survived this. And that 20% were over 65. Right. So just calm down, people. Calm down. And most of the people in California, most of the people in the United States die have died from a, a, an old age community, those old age hospitals. Like, what, 40 died in Washington? They were all in one hospital. Right. Like the, the assisted living uh, community. Right. You know, people it, it, just, it, we're not saying it's not tragic. No, it isn't, because they have families, man. But it does suck, man. But the thing is, if you're young and you're healthy, you should, you should survive this thing, man. Right. It, 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 every report I've seen, you know, and every report I've read says that most people have mild to moderate symptoms. You know, you have a small percent of the population that's, that's going to get pretty messed up and might have to be hospitalized. You know, that aren't of that elderly or you'll have some kind of immunodeficiency pre-existing condition. But it, it's such a small number now, the other side of that problem is because of that, I think that's why people aren't taking it as seriously and aren't social distancing themselves as much as they maybe should. However, we you can't lock us up, damn it. We have got to be able to get outside because science has shown that fresh air and sunshine boosts immunity. So you've got to be able to get outside. You yeah, can't man. just hunker down in your house, get all pasty pale white like we do every winter. <laughs> you know, you've got to get out there, get some sun, you know, let that vitamin D work. You know, build your immune system a little bit. I'm not saying go lick somebody's butthole that has the coronavirus, but damn. <laughs> yeah, what about these pick people licking handrails and freaking sneezing on shit to give people the coronavirus? What the yeah, fuck is that? <laughs> I, I, I hate to say that I would wish them dead. But if we had to lose a portion of the population, that one probably wouldn't upset me so much. <laughs> yeah, if you look at the John Hopkins uh, University, they have a thing on the coronavirus, an interactive map. It says th there's 375,458 confirmed, 16,370 deaths. But here is the kicker. 100,958 people have totally recovered from this. There's more recoveries than deaths. So people, stop panicking and freaking just live your life and stop worrying about shit. Absolutely. Stay safe. Uh, uh, you know, I was a medic in the Army. Uh, most of you know that. Uh, I was a CNA. I was a nurse. I enlisted in the United States Army on my 17th birthday. Um, I have been practicing universal precautions since I was 17 years old. Now, did I wash my hands all the time when I was a kid? No, what kid does? But, you know, since I was 17 and got into the medical field, it's it's become a way of life. I constantly wash my hands uh, because I work in pharmaceutical manufacturing. 
We have at minimum 70% isopropyl alcohol to spray everything down, uh, you know, every workstation and such. So I'm constantly spraying that shit on my hands like it's hand sanitizer, you know, rubbing it into my hands. We have hand, you know, Purell stations all around the plant. I always have hand sanitizer in my pocket of my coat anyway. You know, just use some common sense and uh, maintain a distance from people. If you're sick, stay home. If it gets bad, then go to the doctor. If you have a cough, don't rush to the damn doctor. All right. If you have a fever, bitch, take some Tylenol. Wait an hour. See if it drops. Don't just go overwhelm the healthcare system because you're a sissy. You know, make sure you're actually sick before you go because you're still going to be okay. The older people, once they start exhibiting systems, of course, get them to the you know to these healthcare facilities as fast as you can, and as soon as you can, because they're the ones at risk. Uh, as well as the very young and those with the compromised um, immune systems. So uh, I think we've covered everything on Corona I wanted to cover. How about you? Yeah, I, I just wish people would just calm down and freaking I'm in the food industry. I've been been in the food industry since I was 16 years old. I washed the fuck out of my hands. <laughs> I was at a winery a couple months ago, and this guy went into the restroom and didn't wash his hands. I told my wife, don't eat anything he touches on that platter. <laughs> yeah, for real. I was like, that guy did not wash his hands. Luckily, he walked out. So I was like, cool. <laughs> God, that's crazy. And he came out from the freaking took a shit, too. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. We didn't need to know all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I'm going to... Uh... I'm going to put a song on. This is a local uh, Carthage, New York band. I went to high school with these guys. They've been around for a long time since the 90s. Uh, This is from their first album, self-titled. The band is called Lake Effect Mud. And this is Gypsy Queen right here on the Plug Podcast. Queen wanted to be a king. 
So you're talking about watching movies and such. I am huge, huge, huge on voodoo. Um, I just got the entire series of, uh, uh, what the hell is Sammy Hagar's TV show? Rock and Roll Road Trip. Yeah. Man, that is so much fun. I've been binge watching that. I've been binge watching. You see the watching... one with Cheech and Chong yet? Of course. <laughs> it was awesome. They locked I... him out of the house. <laughs> I've actually... Uh... I've seen them all on what is it, Axis? Yeah, Axis Television. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just now starting to rewatch them because I bought you know bought the series on Vudu. Uh, it makes me wish all these concerts were being canceled this summer because uh, Sammy was supposed to be playing in Charlotte. Charlotte's only two hours away from me, dude. You know, so I've got to miss that. What is it, Sammy the Circle with uh, White Snake? That's not going to be around. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard about and Night that. Ranger. Don't forget Night Ranger. And Night Ranger, yes. <laughs> and uh, I, I haven't heard anything about the Motley Crue show yet, but I think that's probably canceled too. Ooh, I, I'm going in September, so hope, hopefully that one isn't uh, canceled. <laughs> yeah, this one's supposed to be in July. I haven't heard anything yet, but some of these guys are just like fuck it, we're canceling everything indefinitely. Yeah, I don't think the Motley, if the, the Motley Crew's in the summer. I think they'll wait till the last minute to cancel them. That could be. It could you know, be. Those, those fuckers love money. Come on. Well, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I also see that now uh, on Voodoo, for example, um, some movies that are in theaters, you can actually rent right now uh, on your streaming yeah, services. It's expensive as shit. To rent a movie now is nineteen ninety nine. I normally buy them. You know the digital copies for fourteen ninety nine to nineteen ninety nine. So I'm a little hesitant to rent them. I will say this: if they put Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four on there, I'll be renting the hell out of that. Oh yeah, she's hot, but I still like the original Wonder Woman better. <laughs> yeah, I, I I bought that three season series about four days ago, and I need to get that. Oh, I put that in the old spank bank. Let me tell you what, Jesus. <laughs> Linda Carter is still hot. <laughs> I know it. It's like, come on, Granny. Let me show you something. I'll bust that hip. <laughs> oh, my God. I go to the casino here, and they have Wonder Woman on a casino ga- uh, game, and I play that just to see her twirl. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Did you notice that the little underwear shorts that she wears got smaller as the seasons progressed? Oh, like yeah. the first season, it's all Granny panties and shit. By the second season, they got a more high-cut front. They were, like, really sexing her out at that point. Oh, my God. She's still hot, man. She's She's been on uh, – she plays the president on the new Supergirl. <laughs> she's still hot. <laughs> yeah, I did see that um, on, on, on Netflix. So, I don't know how many seasons there are, but every season that's on Netflix I watched. Yeah. They're, they're promoting trans right now, but it's still a good series. <laughs> see, it, I know a lot of people get bothered by that. I don't care. I really as don't. L- as long as you didn't like just add it just to add it and it's part of the storyline and it makes sense, I'm fine with it. But if you're just trying to force it on us, I hate that shit. I hate it when all of a sudden this character in the show decided he's gay or decided he's this and he wasn't a gay character. He was like a womanizer and all of a sudden he's gay. That shit pisses me off. But when you write a spe- a character that's like, like in 
Supergirl, they wrote her in like that. So that's fine with me. You know, she's a new character and they added her. So. Right. I understand. I understand, you know, Hollywood, they want to be all inclusive. I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't have this religious repulsion to things like this. Where I have issues is, is kind of like what you were saying is, you know, you want to change the dynamic of a character. Um, I keep seeing now, I don't know how true it is because you know how Facebook is, but you know, they're thinking about making Spider-Man bisexual and I'm like, why? What purpose does it serve? The entire storyline with Spider-Man is him and Mary Jane. You know, yeah. they get married. The biggest issue of Spider-Man ever was that wedding. Let's not wipe something out just because. Now, what does, uh, you know, get under my skin and piss me off about people is you see their racism show. I saw an article where they were talking about Idris Elba playing the next James Bond. And I was like, holy shit, I think he'd be a great Bond. Oh, yeah. But people get pissed off when James Bond is white. I said, yeah, but James Bond is also one person, so what the hell does it matter? You know, we've had six of them. My dad said it best. Uh, We were talking about it one day, and he's a big Connery guy up until uh, whoever that cat is is playing him now. I can't remember his name. I I know his name. I just can't remember it either. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, yeah, he's probably my favorite. He's oh, he is my, my favorite. favorite. Him and Roger Moore are my favorites. Roger Moore was actually the first Bond I ever saw. It was uh, me too. Uh, for your eyes only was the first Bond I ever saw. Then Cannonball or Thunderball. Moonraker, man. <laughs> Jaws, love that. You know, and uh, the Doctor Know and all those. Because my dad was a big Connery fan. He didn't like Moore so much. He liked uh, Pierce Brosnan. I didn't care for him so much. I thought those particular movies were very hokey. Well, I thought the Timothy Dalton one sucked. I like Pierce Brosnan better because I loved Remington still. He was like awesome in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hands down. I have three seasons of Remington still on DVD. I love that shit. (laughs) I I, I would probably never watch it again. (laughs) I, I remember watching it weekly with my mother. But, uh, yeah, Daniel Craig, I think he's a great Bond. My dad explained it this way. He says, the James Bond 007 is more to put fear in the hearts of Spectre because anybody could be Bond. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, that makes sense. Now, this is another one of those things. You know, I would have no problem with a gay super spy at all. But it can't be James Bond because we all know James Bond gets all the pussy. Yep. Not not just some of it. He gets all of it. Yep. <laughs> so you can't just switch that around. You know, you can't change the dynamic of a character just to push a narrative. You can make these characters. You could probably make the movie every bit as good as these are. But you can't change the dynamic of something. And and for some people, it's like, oh, well, you're just afraid of change. And it's like, no, I'm not afraid of change at all. None of that bothers me. But if I'm used to seeing something, that's the character I like. At that point, yes, I'm going to say, no, you can't change that. That's what this is. That's how this is supposed to be. Well, they're making Thor a woman, too. So they already did that in the comic books like a few years ago, and now they're going to bring it in with Natalie Portman. And, you know, it, maybe it could work, but if she's maybe not it could. going to be called Thor. Well, they're going to call her Thor. They call her Thor in the comic book. <laughs> Ridiculous. I know. I don't like, they're just changing it to 
get more. This is what I say. I'm all for strong woman characters, but don't change a character that was a man. Give the woman their own fucking story. Make a new character. Don't fucking put the women as Ghostbusters when we already had the male Ghostbusters. Make something else for them to have a movie that's about them and not something else that was a man's role. You know, I did like the female Ghostbusters. I'm one of the few people that did. But I'm still saying they should have had their own movie, their own narrative. I, I don't I like it when. It. Yeah, I, I, it. I liked it. I liked I thought the it was a horrible script. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, for all these people to get offended out there, the Chris Hemsworth character, what kind of a bumbling fucking idiot moron <laughs> was this guy? Because the chick in Ghostbusters that was the secretary, I can't remember. Uh, Annie Potts. Yeah, Annie Potts. She was not an idiot. She was an intelligent woman. She was strong. She was independent. You know, the guys were the, the, the Ghostbusters were the bubbling idiots for Christ's sakes. Yep. You know, if, if they would have had a good script and let those women be the bubbling idiots and let the guy be the, the secretary with the cool head on her shoulder. But they're still the heroes. Maybe it could have been a better film. I'm thinking they should just write new things like Captain Marvel. You know, I thought that was a cool movie. I thought that was a cool character, even though Captain Marvel was a male one, but they made her female, which is fine with me because they wrote her. They started with her on that. They just didn't have a male Thor. Well, like they had Thor as Chris Hensworth, and then all of a sudden it changes into... Freaking Natalie Portman. <laughs> well, see, I I had stopped reading comics long before they did this female Thor uh, storyline, so I don't know how they do it. If it makes sense, I'm going to be okay with it, but it has to make sense. It does have to make sense. I just don't like it to do it just to do it. It has to, like you said, has to make sense. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. You know, um. That's like, uh, boy, we, we, I don't even know if I should go here. Roots. I loved the old miniseries, Alex Haley's Roots, with uh, LeVar Burton. Thought it was powerful. The reboot of that miniseries I thought was even better. I thought it was more historically accurate. And what I thought was better about this was the fact that it, made you abhor slavery that much more roots with alex haley it almost came off uh or alex haley's roots with lavar burton other than the no the the whiffing him seed with him and louis gossett jr it almost came across as kind of campy as a joke but this rebooted version it, it, it really hit home. You know, it was, you know, as I said, it was a little more historically accurate. And if you're going to change something, make it make sense. And if you're going to do a historical narrative, because this is supposedly a true story, you know, these stories passed down to Alex Haley, make it historically accurate. You know, let's not do something just to, well, when the original was made, it was probably just, you know, we were just shortly out of uh, uh, desegregation. You know, we're just getting past the 60s, and that was a highly volatile time. But you give all this time, this new version was able to get right to the facts and get right to the point. It wasn't 
stylized. It wasn't glorified. It was just, look, this is how things were. This is our interpretation of these stories that were told in his book. This is what's up. And I thought it was great. It made sense. Yeah, I had never watched Roots. I know LeVar Burton from Next Generation and reading Rainbow. <laughs> I yeah. never saw it. I, I know he played Akuta Kente, you know, yeah. but I, I've never watched Roots. It's it it's good. I mean, it is. It's, it's good. Uh, and then you had Roots and Roots the Next Generation. And by the end of Roots uh, the Next Generation, you had uh, James Earl Jones was uh, Alex Haley. You know, and uh, he ends up traveling to Africa and finds out where the African originally came from, which was Kuta Kinte. And they, they just came across as almost a joke. And I know they were talking about serious subject matter. It just wasn't taken seriously by whatever studios were uh, producing that film. The rebooted version, I think it was on History Channel. If you get a chance to ever watch it, it's really good. It's a, it's a difficult watch because it's much more historically accurate. Cool. Maybe I'll, I'll watch it one day. I remember watching those mini series like uh, what Winds of War stuff like that and uh, uh what's that guy the guy named in australia the priest or whatever he had sex with a girl <laughs> i forgot oh. the name of that uh, name of that one that was with richard chamberlain whatever he did that oh, was a pretty thorn good birds. the thorn birds yeah that one that one was a cool mini series <laughs> freaking uh winds we of are, war we are so aging ourselves here oh yeah <laughs> Well, my mom had control of the TV, so I was watching whatever she was watching. Like, I watched uh, Falcon Crest and freaking Dynasty and stuff oh, like that. Oh, God. Knott's Landing, Dallas. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Dallas. I love the reboot. And they fucked it up. They didn't, like, finish it. It's like, well, fucking assholes. JR died. How are you going to finish it? I know. JR died. He was, he was awesome in there, though. He was back I, I, the... I loved Dallas. That was the one... You know, nighttime soap opera. I did not mind sitting down and watching with my mom. Yeah, I love Dallas, too. Freaking Charlene Tilton, man. That was my uh, crush. I had blonde, big boobs. It's like, yep. <laughs> Real. Yep. But even, uh, you know, who is it? Uh, was Priscilla Presley in that? Priscilla Presley? I think no, she was. Victoria Principal. Victoria Principal. Yeah, she was hot, too. Oh, I just stuck my nose right in her ass. I just remember what what what's that guy's name? Uh, uh, I forgot his Bobby Ewing when yeah. he died and in, in the whole season he he was dead and in the beginning of the next season he was in a shower and it was a whole dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She walks in, drops the phone or whatever it is she's holding in her hand because yeah. he's there taking a that's, shower. <laughs> even as a kid, that's where I was like, yeah, I'm kind of done with Dallas. <laughs> and then the what? Five or six episodes later, she gets killed. Running her car into that truck or whatever. Yeah. yeah I was like, fuck this show. <laughs> it was like freaking married with children where they were all pregnant that one season and all of a sudden Al wakes up and it's a dream. <laughs> uh, yeah. Reminds me of that song by Living Color. Uh, Love rears its ugly head. Yeah. Or freaking what, number six? He went upstairs and never came back down and married with children. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. Insane. <laughs> No, ma'am. That was the best. <laughs> you see Chuck Billy at Testaments tested positive. Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, he'll get better, man. Yeah, they, the one, I, you know who I worry about? Clint Eastwood. 
Clint Eastwood and freaking all the like Glenn Hughes and people like that are really old <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, because all, all my heroes, well, all your heroes, they're no spring chickens. No. Know? Like Gene and Paul are in their 70s. You know, Savvy's in his 70s, but that dude looks good for 70. He's wearing 70 well. He does. Shit, him and Bill Clinton are the same age. Look how fucked up Bill Clinton looks. Yeah. <laughs> I think Dan Lee Roth looks pretty good, too. So. He doesn't, no, he doesn't look too bad at all. He's no, he voice is shot. Oh, his voice is shot, but I but I heard some other uh, things from his concerts with uh, Kiss, and he sounded really good. So there's nights he sounds like shit, and there's nights he sounds good. So. Now, I wonder if he's using backing tracks. I have no idea. He might have took the lead from Kiss. <laughs> no idea. And I gotta say, uh, I, I wanted to go see them in Greensboro. I wasn't able to make that happen. Again, if you if you hear me going back and forth towards the bike, I apologize, people. I'm making myself a drink. But luckily, I have everything here. I have a bucket of ice. I just had to get up and walk away. Kiss is my all-time favorite band. You know, uh, I, I, I don't mind scab kiss the way a lot of these haters on Facebook do. I um do hate the Sonic Boom album overall. It does have a couple good tracks. Monster, I absolutely love. And out of the three times I've seen Kiss, one of those times was with Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer, and it was a killer fucking show. Well, Eric Singer's a killer drummer. He's on the first Badlands album. And the, oh. Reven- the Revenge album is freaking killer, too. Dude, he, so. he, he was also with Alice Cooper. I believe he was on the Trash album. Yeah. You know, he's a... <clears throat> excuse me. He is a great drummer. He's he's kind of held in check with Kiss now. Yeah. Because he... Uh, he's... Sorry, Kiss nerds. He's a much better drummer than Peter Chris. I think Eric Carr was the best. <laughs> Oh, Eric Carr was definitely the best. Yeah. But I'm saying even Singer is a much better drummer than Peter Chris. Yeah, people get on me because I hate Peter Chris's voice. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that. I, I, I don't get that because me and James talked about that because uh, I think he's the perfect blend of Rod Stewart and Bob Singer. That's the he, problem. <laughs> he's, like my, he's like my favorite singer in the band, although he's not my favorite member of the band. Gene's my favorite. But if I want to hear Rod Stewart and Bob Seger, I'll go listen to Rod Stewart and Bob Seger. This is fucking Kiss. It's not freaking that sound, except Baby Driver. Baby Driver, I love. That song is great. I got that on vinyl, and I said, fuck, I like this song. But then I heard Beth, I go, fuck, I hate this song still. <laughs> I thought it would be different on vinyl. Nope, still hate freaking Beth. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Beth. I love Hard Luck Woman. I saw you uh, hate on that. I was oh, like, I hate oh. that song. I was like, oh, it, dude, you need to get your ears checked. It's not Kiss's sound. It sounds like Rod Stewart. It, no, it, it's just because he has a gravelly voice. It is funny. I remember arguing with a girl because she was swearing up a doubt it was Rod Stewart. I was like, how could you not notice that difference in tone? It's just a gravelly voice. I just like Paul, Paul Stanley, Ace, and freaking Gene singing. Never liked Chris. It's, it just doesn't sound right to me. It, See, they my have my the, favorite Kiss song is sung by Peter Chris, and that's Black Diamond. Oh, that is a great song. But doesn't uh, Paul have a lot of backing vocals on that one? Well, yeah, they sing the ooh, Black Diamond part. Yeah. They sing so, a little intro. Everything else, that's all Pete. Oh, I guess I like that song, too. But two out of everything, he's, I can't stand Beth. I can't stand Heartlock Woman. But Black Diamond sounds like Kiss. Those two songs don't. 
to me. It doesn't. It sounds like you. I'm going somewhere else. I, I hear what you're saying. What about yeah. Dirty Livid off of Dynasty? Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. I, I like Dynasty, and I even like uh, I Was Made for Loving You. Yes, Ooh. I said it. It's okay. It's got a good groove to it, so it's not disco disco. I can't stand the Bee Gees, but I do like the PJs before they went disco. So... <laughs> We're just about to end this shit right now. <laughs> I grew up on the Bee Gees, and uh, frankly, I grew up on the disco Bee Gees. Cause my mom was always playing that. She was always playing the, you know, Barbara Streisand, Barry Gibb album, uh, uh, Guilty. I, I I love all that stuff, but I but I like disco. You know, I my dad liked disco. My mom liked disco. That was um that was like the one style of music that they could listen to that you know. They, weren't arguing with each other that it was garbage uh, i just remember my mom playing aerosmith freaking toys in the attic and the eagles and all that stuff and then i got in the 80s i started getting her into like docking she liked docking she loved don's voice she loved shit like that i started getting her into music i got her into ario speedwagon for god's sake <laughs> nice. my yes. dad used to tell me i listened to what i listened to just to piss him off uh, no my mom was very she hated the cure she couldn't stand the cure. She said, I can't believe you listened to that. And she hated the Smiths. She said, Morrissey is monotonous. His her voice has no good tone. I don't know why you like that. I said, Mom, it's great music. Johnny Mark kicks ass on guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but she liked all my rock. She liked Dawkins. She liked freaking uh, Aerosmith. Well, she was always, always in Aerosmith, but I got her in the 80s Aerosmith. And she loved, she liked Tesla. She liked stuff like that. Nice. Yeah, my dad yeah. didn't listen to any of that shit. He stayed in his in his zone, which is a lot like what I do today. I stay in my zone. But uh, you know, he liked Zeppelin a lot. He liked Floyd a lot. He had a couple Sabbath albums. He had uh, Paranoid, and he had ah um, oh, fuck, it had Digital Bitch on it. it. Has the Devil Baby on the cover. Oh, that's the freaking uh, uh, Ian Gillen album. That's Born Again. Born again, yeah, yeah. The, that the album Ralph loves. I love it too. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, and do I. But uh, you know, so he liked that stuff. He liked CCR. He hated the Doors. I never understood why he didn't like the Doors because I think they're really, really good. I don't think they're amazing, but I think they're really good. But he would also listen to Hank Williams Jr. and Hank Senior. and you know Willie Nelson and David Allen Coe and things like that. You know, my mom liked a lot of easy listening. So to this day, I love Christopher Cross, Barry Manilow. You know, the, the old standards. I, I, I like I Christopher Cross. It. I can't get into Barry Manilow, though. <laughs> like, I grew up listening to it, you know. Yeah, Christopher Cross is like, ah, I can't believe he won Best New Artist over the Pretenders. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can. <laughs> I can. I love the Pretenders. That first Pretenders album was freaking amazing. I don't know. I've been on a I've been on a big music buying spree here lately. Um, speaking of music, it has been such weird, eclectic, off the wall shit. I bought uh, Tiffany's debut album. Oh boy! <laughs> I have Electric Youth. Do you have that by Debbie Gibson? Do you want it? I'll give it to you. <laughs> I, I do want it. I have. Uh, I don't have the vinyl. I have it on vinyl. I, don't, I know. Jay I saw that. I was like, no, he's joking. Why would he want to get rid of that? Because <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> because I actually just downloaded Out of the Blue and Electric Youth. I went and bought those. <laughs> Jay Gerald a... gave that to me and a John Schneider record. <laughs> nice. 
Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I'm afraid to listen to John Schneider though. I love the Duke's Bazaar, but I don't know if he can sing. Oh, no, he can. I mean, it's absolute country, but he's a good singer. Yeah. I uh, actually just downloaded, you know, and I, I purchased my music unless somebody sends me something. So when I say I downloaded, that means I bought it because uh, I buy all my stuff on Google Play. Uh, every once in a while, I have to go search it out on iTunes, but I fucking hate Apple, so I try not to give them too much of my money. Nah. But uh, I actually just downloaded a Prince album that even Vince Cavanaugh knew nothing about. Really? Prince Live in Madrid, 1990. Oh, shit. I need to check that out. I don't know nothing about that either. Dude, but it's freaking good. Vince uh, Cavanaugh is a huge Prince fan. For real? Yeah, uh, it's got the future from the Bat uh, Batman soundtrack. Yeah, uh, Housequake, Sexy Dancer, Kiss, Let's Jam It, Purple Rain, Take Me With You, Don't Make Me Pay for His Mistakes, Blues and See If I Had a Harem, uh, Alphabet Street, It Takes Two, Volare, the, la- uh, the Latest Fashion, The Question of You, An Honest Man, Controversy, Dude, There's Nothing Compares to You, Bat Dance, Party Man, When Doves Cry. There is so much. There's like 29 songs on this. Oh, yeah. Nothing compares to you. His version is way better than Shanae's. I can't stand her. Oh, God. She's crazy. She's <laughs> definitely crazy, but I, I did like her version. I didn't like most of her music, but I did like yeah. that song. Yeah, I got. I just got Vanity 6 on freaking uh, vinyl. And uh, Sheila E's first album. I'm buying all the like Prince Protégé groups. I need to get the time, though. I want the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Worst day to time fucking rips. But every all those are written by lately. All those were written by Prince. <laughs> right. Yep. Because I got va- vinyl. I, I got I Vanity to... Six with Sex Shooter on it. Love that song. I'm Sweet. Yep. Speaking of vinyl, when we're done here, you've got to send me the link to where you got your Blu-ray turntable. But I have to know: Does it have a built-in preamp? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Send me the link for that. Yeah. Because it's... I thought that I had brought my turntable with me from New York, and as I've been packing, guess what? Not there. I did not bring that with me, and I'm. You had hot. a killer. You had a killer one too. I like yeah, that one. Yeah, it was like five hundred dollar turntable. It was like a DJ sound mixer's fucking turntable. Those Audio Technicas that, you know, the turntable went both forward and reverse, and you could, mm-hmm. you know, mod pitch it and shit. Now, did I do any of that? No, I'm not scratching up good fucking vinyl, but I had the capacity but it's... to do it. It's weird because this turntable is only like, I think it was 99 to 129 on Amazon. And there's records that skipped on my other Audio Technica uh, turntable. And nothing, none of those records skip. I thought I had to replace my Duran Duran 7 and a Ragged Tiger. I played it through, not one skip, and it sounded amazing. I'm good, like, good it, because the one I had, records would start playing in reverse on it. And they weren't oh, like, shit. they weren't even metal records. <laughs> No, this one, this one plays freaking great. I'm going shit. I most of the vinyl I have, I don't have to get like I thought. Skip, don't skip. It's freaking awesome. That's great because I, and, uh, I had a guy, uh, Needle of the Groove. Uh, was it Darren McGinnis? Uh, there's Darren McGinnis, Jay Gerald. Those are the two guys I get from. Mostly yeah, Jay lately. Yeah, well, Darren's the guy that runs the group. Yeah, and uh, I had set up a challenge one day. For this double record that I had when I was a kid in Germany. It was only released in Germany. And I'm like, haha, yeah, fucker, get this one. Two days later, he messages me. It's on its way. Damn. He had a connection 
in Germany that when he sent him a picture of the album cover, he's like, the guy got back to him and said, I just saw that in mint condition in a record store yesterday. I'll go pick it up. Do you know what he charged me for that record? What? Cost. Seven bucks. Nice. But that's the, that's the nice thing about Needle in the Groove. And I, you know, I will recommend that Facebook group among all others. Although I haven't had issues with Vinyl Seconds. You know, I, I, I haven't had issues with any of the other ones. But Needle in the Groove seems to have the best customer service, for lack of a better term. And especially in dealing with Darren. Dude, he went out of his way to find an album that's very obscure and get it sent to me. I had it within uh, a week and a half. Dang. Freaking Jay, he sent me two freebies in my last thing. He gave me a double Aria Speedwagon Decade, and he also gave me an autograph sign-in, please, and they both sound amazing. Nice. And he also gave me the Survivor uh, uh, Eye of the Tiger, which sounded amazing. He said, sorry, I didn't find you a better copy. And I said, dude, this sounds great. It's not skipping at all. (laughs) Now, I, I got a question. Yeah. Either for you or for any vinyl collectors. The only way I can clean my vinyl is I have that, you know, that that brush that you squirt the shit on. Is there any other way to clean vinyl without going through that bullshit? I got to hold on. Let me get it real quick. I got this thing. It's called Studebaker. I got it off Amazon. You put your, yeah. You put your vinyl in it, and you just spin it with a with a squirt. You just get the, um, you take out the little brushes and you squirt them with cleaner, and you just spin it, and it cleans both sides at the same time. Okay, I'm gonna have to look into that then. Yeah, and some of a lot of well, Darren and all those people, if, uh, they get spin clean, which is like expensive as hell. <laughs> huh. Yeah. I'll have to look into it either way because just taking it out and put it on your turntable and holding the brush on it and slowly moving it around and making sure you get the dust off and then flipping it over. It's, dude, I'm lazy. I'm not trying to do all that. Yeah, this thing, you just spin it manually with your, it has little rollers in it and you get the, the pads wet and you just spin it and cleans both sides. It's nice. pretty cool. It's manual, but the spin clean, I think, isn't manual. That's why it's more expensive. You just right. turn on the motor. That seems to make sense. Yeah. All right, I'm going to hit another song here real quick, and we'll be right back. This is Ghost Riders in the Sky from the Blues Brothers 2000 soundtrack, right here on the Plug Podcast.
see with this new universal shit, you gotta be careful about what you play. I'll probably catch hell if they were to find my small show because of Gene Simmons' version of When You Wish Upon a Star. Oh, shit. Even Warner Brothers, dude, I put a video of me listening to 1984 by Van Halen, and they, they deleted the video. <laughs> it was only like a minute. Wow. Yeah, and Daily Roth did, too. That was Warner Brothers, too, when I did, uh, I was lip-singing That's Life, and they took that off, too. It's... It's ridiculous. I mean, I understand, but at the same time, calm the fuck down. We're promoting the music to go buy it. We're not saying, we're not playing the whole fucking song, you know, so people could download it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, come on, it's, dude. It's it's outrageous. And, uh, the, the next wave of podcasting is going to be different. I'm glad I started changing the format of my show before then. I'm also glad that I haven't made this a strictly music podcast. You know, because uh, that was the case. I'd be scrambling to figure out a way to talk for an hour or two by myself most of the time about music and not be able to back it up. Yeah, um, well, I'm happy Podbean and uh, Apple Podcasts don't delete shit. So I'm good. So far. So far. <laughs> yeah. But if I put that on freaking uh, our YouTube page, they take down a uh, whole podcast because of the the music. <laughs> wow yeah you know what and that sucks too because that means you're getting listens yep because i know i never advertise what music is in my show that means they have to take the time to actually listen to it to delete it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so but i think they have computers to do that oh, well, didn't you see the lazy. thing on facebook since half the facebook people were working from home that they were getting on you for putting up news stories <laughs> they were flagging you <laughs> i was like what the fuck uh, let me let me tell you why that cracked me up so much. Um, I see a lot of conservative things that are always getting flagged, always getting taken down, constantly. To see Democrat or, you know, slash liberal things getting taken down and flagged and deleted, I was laughing at those people. It's like, it's like oh, first time? <laughs> yeah. That's called fairness, bitch. That was funny. <laughs> CNN articles I put up were getting flagged. And what the fuck? <laughs> CNN. Uh, no. It's uh, the Clinton News Network. <laughs> this, this is what's great about podcasting. Zuckerberg can suck my dick. Now, I don't post any political stuff on my page anymore. But I've had stupid shit flagged. I'm like, well, really? Dude, a video about a duck swimming in a sink got flagged as spam. I'm like, you dirty whore. Really? Uh, <laughs> it's a cute little yellow duck in a sink. It's adorable. I got flagged as spam for posting in my own group. I go, what the fuck? <laughs> I own this bitch. Yeah, it's 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 getting crazy. And uh, I know it sucks because we don't pay for it. Maybe if we paid for it, we would uh, have more of a leg to stand on. Yeah, that's why I don't really bitch about it because I don't pay for it. They let us put it up. And if they flag it, it's their platform, not our platform. You know Exactly. I guess if we all wanted to have shit not banned, we would create our own damn websites. Yeah, man, but I'm not smart enough to do that. <laughs> oh, to no, mine, that would, mine would look like a retarded monkey if I could put that webpage together. It would look like that one page. What was that one freaking what you, before Facebook where you could put up shit and design your own front page? It'd be like videos all over the place. What was that? MySpace. MySpace, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it worse than MySpace. <laughs> I love MySpace because you could blog. 
Yeah, and I w- was Tom real? <laughs> I, I guess you know he was everybody's friend. I know he was the one that created it. But I, I used to love. I did a lot of political blogging back in those days, and I found my uh, MySpace page. I can't get into it because I can't remember my password from then, and I don't use that email address anymore because I don't remember that password either. <laughs> but uh, the blog feature is not there anymore. It's just music. All they do is promote music on there because I got in there and my whole front page was gone. Because I used to have the freaking Family Guy video up there or Chester Cheater breaking his, uh, cutting his hands, talking about Rush Tom Sawyer. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. I wish Facebook would let you customize your page, you know, put shit up on the front. But uh, they don't. Right, it's all about, you know, just read this, read this, read this. Say, you know, just like Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then Instagram, while I like Instagram, I don't like that when you type in a web address, it doesn't post a link. Yeah, I hate that because I, I, I got to tell people, go search for the Freeform Rock Podcast. Do a search on Apple Podcasts and Podbean and you will find it. <laughs> right. Well, I'll I'll type in the URL. <laughs> but yeah, but like, you you got to copy and paste, bitch. You can't even copy and paste it. I tried that with people's URLs they put in there. It won't let you copy and paste. So it's even like from your even from your computer because I know you can't do much from your computer. Why well, Instagram? Yeah, on my phone I tried doing that. Somebody punched in a URL for a podcast and I tried to copy and paste and wouldn't even display it. Yeah, write it down, dude. We still have pens and paper. Oh, I know. I got lazy. I was on my bed. I didn't want to go get a pen and paper. <laughs> that, that's what technology's done. It's all, it's made us all fatter and lazier. Oh, it's made us real lazy. Have you ever seen, ever seen that movie *Idiocracy*? Uh, was that the Michael? No. No, that was with uh, what's his name? Um, Luke Wilson and Maya Rudolph and Terry no. Crews is in there. No. And uh, Dak Shepard. Oh my God! You gotta watch that movie. It's just like society today. It's kind of like. Futurama, where Fry gets free, frozen and and wakes up in the future. Yeah, see, I hate cartoons. I've never watched. Okay, that, but never. this isn't a cartoon. This is a movie done by Beavis and Butthead, Office Space creator Mike Judge. So it's very, very well written. Um, like Luke Wilson, his character, he's like the laziest person in in our in our present, right? It's like lazy, doesn't do anything. He get, he gets into this thing. He gets frozen. He gets sent to the future. And Dak Shepard's there. Dak Shepard is like, uh, really stupid. The whole future is stupid. They're so dumbed down that they don't know how to do anything for themselves. It's like they're asking. They said, we Didn't can't. Grow- Disney already do that movie? I don't but think yeah, so. Yeah, it was called Wall-E. No, but this is different. This is, this is a lot better. <laughs> uh, it's like they're asking Dax because he's the smartest person in the future because they're all stupid. Cherry Cruz is the president get this pouring 40s out you know he's so stupid he's like 40 40 he's pouring 40s out and they have this you know monster trucks and shit the monster trucks they make this this guy makes this monster truck so big that he can't get into the arena and he tries to drive in and it cracks the arena and everybody has to leave and his name was taco supreme (laughs) and there's a thing there's a cd there that just cracks me up because there's this company that sells this drink with electrolytes in it and they replace the water with this like Powerade shit that has electrolytes in it, and they can't figure out why their plants aren't growing. 
And Luke God. Wilson tells him because it has electrolytes in it, you need to use water. And Dax Shepard goes, the stuff we use in the toilet? He goes, yes, the stuff you use in the toilet. Electrolytes kill your plants, but electrolytes help you, not your plants. And he's trying to explain to him why they're not, the plants won't grow. Lordy. So I don't know if I can sit through that. You no, can't I, sit through it. Have you ever seen admit, Office Space? I'm not a Dax Shepard fan. Um, but it's I'm, Luke Wilson. He's the star I, of it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of his either. Oh, but have you, uh, Maya I like Rudolph Dax in Chips, and I liked him in those last couple seasons of The Ranch. Yeah, but da- he's really good in here because he's acting really stupid. And uh, Cherry Cruz is also in there. Maya Rudolph from Saturday Night Live. She's like, a, she gets frozen too, and she she gets in. She was a whore in the past. <laughs> I love her. It, now, see, that's a real community service there. <laughs> but it's a, it's a, if you like, have you ever seen Office Space? No. Oh, you need to watch Office Space too, dude. Mike, you like Beavis and Butthead, right? I did. I don't. Okay. If that makes any sense. How about King of the Hill? Hated it. I uh, tried watching it once, couldn't do it. Ah, uh, damn it, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's. It's weird. I uh, every once in a while I like a comedy. I I tend to prefer stand up comedy, and I prefer stand up comics that make you think. You know, Carlin, uh, Pryor. Uh, but you know, if they if they're a good storyteller, I like them too. Kevin Hart, Eddie Murphy. Fuck, even uh, Jerry Seinfeld's one of my favorites. I love Jerry. A lot of people don't get Seinfeld. I said it's a show about nothing. What don't you get? <laughs> right. And, and, the, and the best part is, is that by being about nothing is literally about everything. Yep. Just everyday, mundane, normal life. And people like Kirby Enthusiasm, I go, that's fucking George. <laughs> Never seen that either. Oh, dude, you got to watch Kirby Enthusiasm. Well, you don't have HBO, but uh, it's freaking Larry David, dude. It's totally George was made after him. So... <laughs> Because he, it's so funny, dude. I have no idea. Kirby three that is awesome. Pierre, hold, hold, on, hold on a second. Hold okay. on a second. What? I don't know. The hiv might be over there. Yeah. That's where the hiv is. Yeah. Right there in Boone. No. Yeah. The hiv is there. I'm gonna go anyway. No, you're not gonna go. Be gone, I'm busy. Dad. Hey. Father. Ice me. <laughs> this child knows to leave me the hell alone while I'm doing this. Is that okay? Well, this is harder because we don't really have topics. We're just bullshit. And now you're messing up the whole flow of the convo. Oh, guess what? I don't care about your convo. Oh. Where are you going with? Mark. Mark. Free for Brock podcast. Okay, that doesn't tell me anything. I don't know who Mark is. Mark Taylor. He's on your Facebook page. He is? <laughs> That's why I lost count of who's on my Facebook. I hope you wash your hands. I don't want to be drinking the Corona. <laughs> no, I did not. But. Alright, go outside. Boop. Got here. Alright, so I'm going to app. Yes? Okay, bye. No, we'll see because there's no telling what's going to be going on April 25th. Yes, okay. The whole state could be on lockdown. Oh, man. Christ, she wants to go to the to the little city. 
where <laughs> coronavirus is right now. Ugly. <laughs> God. She doesn't know me. I'm sad. <laughs> She's. <laughs> I like her stuff don't, on don't Instagram. Be sad. The only person she knows is Ralph. Ralph. Oh, I know that because she loves Ralph. Yeah. Everybody loves Ralph. How could you not? I know. How could you not love Ralph? I may leave that in just because it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Curb Your Enthusiasm, I've never watched. Uh, even with sitcoms, I'm very, man, I'm very territorial. Uh, I That's not to say I won't enjoy them later. I hated Friends when Friends was out. Uh, last The last summer we lived in New York, dude, I binge watched every season of Friends on TBS because, frankly, I was living on unemployment. And I had nothing better to do. So it would be on for like four hours a day on TBS. So I, you know, from episode one to the final, I watched it all. I was like, you know, this actually isn't bad. I get it now. Home improvement now. Hate it. It was my favorite show back in the day. Even Seinfeld. Because I was such a home improvement fan, I never watched Seinfeld uh, until home improvement was off the air. And I watched the final season of Seinfeld. I was like, oh my God, I've been missing out. Yeah, you're missing out on Kirby Enthusiasm. Same writer. (laughs) I don't same, know. People tell it's the me, same uh, concept, dude. It's just him freaking like there's an episode where you know how some people park like in the middle of two stripe and take two, take up two parking spaces. Yeah. There was an episode where Larry David confronts go, you're a pig parker. Why are you being a pig parker? Somebody else should be able to park there, but you're taking up two spaces just like George. <laughs> God. It's so good, dude. And he gets um, he just maybe like, eventually I'll come around to it. I mean, people told me it's always sunny at Philadelphia was just brilliant, and I thought it sucked. People say the office is brilliant, and it fucking sucks. But if you like Seinfeld, you'll like uh, Kirby Enthusiasm. It's like another thing where somebody blamed him for putting uh, something on wood, which made a mark. He says, "No, I respect wood." He goes, "Well, no, you don't, because you put that." Down. No, and then he found out who did it was his wife, ex-wife, and he threw <laughs> he threw her to the. You need to go apologize to them. Make sure they know I didn't do it. <laughs> And she goes, no, I'm not doing it, Larry. you got to go do it because they think I don't respect what? Jesus. <laughs> Just like George, dude. Just like George. <laughs> sounds, sounds more like Frank. <laughs> it's funny, man. <laughs> All right, I had to wash my hands quick, too. I don't know where my dick has been. <laughs> God. Well, there's another thing on Kirby Enthusiasm. He had an episode where Michael J. Fox moves in above him. <laughs> And he thinks he's making noise on purpose just to piss him off, but he has, you know, Parkinson's. <laughs> nice. And he and he goes, "You're doing that on purpose, aren't you?" He goes, "No, I'm not, Larry. You are doing it on purpose." And I go, "You can't use your Parkinson's as an excuse." And he gets all up. And then finally, the mayor of New York kicks him out of the city. <laughs> God. Because you can't make fun of Michael J. Fox like that. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, you can make fun of anybody, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mark, I got to say, I'm glad you're finally on. Uh, I didn't want to do a record review because I hate those things. Yeah. <laughs> I hate them. Um, I hate them. Half my reason is there's already a podcast that has done it better than anybody else. No offense to your show at all. But uh, Rock and Metal Combat, hands down, the best record review show there is. It, it is. Was, I guess. And it's very good editing by Ralph. <laughs> uh, oh yeah oh yeah because I, I sorry ian but your first episode back doing the rock and metal combat by yourself was like a mess <laughs> the elton john episode i i couldn't get through it i'm glad you're with joshua joshua to me now but uh, 
I was like, see, I still insane. haven't listened to Diabolism podcast. I need to give it a chance. Yeah. But uh, I, I haven't yet. Um, the other thing is, I hate listening and listening and listening to an album. It drives me up the wall. Yeah, it was cool because our last podcast, I knew the album, but you don't like that album, Novice and Chains. That was awesome because I didn't have to study for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I don't like that at all either. Yeah. That's like even this, this one you're going to have me on uh, when I get the chance to listen to an album a billion times again. I'm, I'm not that big a Pantera fan. You know, I know James loves them. You know, he worships at the dick that is, you know, Dimebag Daryl, which is great. Yeah. For me, it's like I like a few songs, but, uh, you know, they're, they're no kiss. I like you know. to do it to mess with Lee. Because <laughs> nice. he gives me so many pot. I tell him, you know, dude, I pick albums that I like, and I do like the Pantera album. That I want to listen, but I know you pick albums just to fuck with me, and he does. He he picked some hippie albums the last few times. I go, dude, you know I hate hippie gang vocals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hippie tripe for real. Oh god, I can't stand hippie music. So this is the dawning of the age of a fucky Aquarius or whatever it is. Aquarius, I actually like that song. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I'm just giving the the thing a hippie music. That song is okay, but then they have other songs that have that same vocal tone. It's just come on, guys, get off the buds and the, get off the freaking acid and <laughs> like Grateful Dead. I couldn't stand them. Uh, just a just a song here or there for me. I love Casey Jones. Um, I like trucking. Uh, Sugar Magnolia is not bad. That's about where it ends for me. Well, uh, me too. But I think Tesla did trucking better. <laughs> well, well, fucking duh. <laughs> Come on. Five minutes. By the way, oh, great, great segue there. Tesla was never a huge fan. I mean, casual fan. But I remember watching the video uh, when a uh, five-man acoustical jam came out. And uh, that was back in my pothead days of being, you know, my old bass player because we, you know, we were in a band. I used to play in bands and shit. We're sitting there stoned out of our gourd, man, and we're enjoying the hell out of this show. We're just having a great time. But I don't think Love Song ever hit quite as hard as it hits in that show because everything's acoustic until Frankie Hannon plugs in to kill that fucking guitar solo. Oh, fucking Frank Hannon rules. God. Dude, do you know I partied with him? Nah, man. True story. I was at a... It was Moondog, Maine. You remember them? No. <laughs> that was Frank Hannon's band when he left Tesla. Oh, wow. They opened for Def Leppard 99 uh, at the State Fairgrounds in uh, uh, in uh, Syracuse, New York. Because um, they do a lot of outdoor shows there at those fairgrounds. Now, they've since built a big amphitheater, so the fairgrounds have lost a lot of business for, uh, for bands. But it was uh, Moondog, Maine, and then Def Leppard. Uh, Moondog Main finishes their set. I do none of their music, but good killer blues-based, you know, typical Frank Hannon-type rock and roll. Good band. Good band. He was not the singer, just strictly guitar. And a Def Leppard comes on, or they're getting ready to come on, and it was one of those, I have got to take a leak. Like, bad. So I run from my seat, and I'm at full, you know, I'm at full sprint. All the way to the back of the, you know, the, the, uh, I don't know what you would call it because it was an outdoor show. They just had a stage set up. But into the bleacher area, you know, to go to the bathroom. 
wash my hands. I come running out, and I kid you not, run right into Frank Hannon as he's coming around the corner. I kid you not. Him and the band. And I was like, oh, shit, sorry. Oh, oh, shit, sorry, dude. Man, that was killer. And I didn't want to shake his hand because he don't know I just washed my hands. Mm-hmm. You know, but I was like, I'm so sorry. Let me buy you a beer, you know. So I had two beers with him. I smoked half a joint with him and then went and watched fucking Def Leppard. So that was why yeah. I partied with fucking Frank Hannon's story. Dang. He has but a new uh, single out called Southside. It's really good. I bought it on iTunes. Yeah, I'm going to have to check it out. Like I said earlier, I've been buying so much old music, you know, uh, that you know, like today I bought the two Blues Brothers soundtracks, the original and the 2000. I recently bought both versions of the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure because one's just the music and, you know, the the score, I guess you would call it. The other one's the actual songs. You know, I got the Bogus Journey one. I just buy, you know, been buying a lot of old stuff because that's how my show is. I had to break down and buy a Rush Greatest Hits album. That made me puke. Why? <laughs> I know you hate Rush. Yeah, I don't have to ask you why. <laughs> some stuff, some stuff I like. I'm not going to lie. You know, I, I'm very casual Rush fan. If it's been on the radio, there's a chance I like it. Eighties um, Rush you would like because it's not as long and it's not as drowned out. It's more well, precise. See, I like closer to the heart. I like Fly by Night. Tom Sawyer is a song I actually cannot stand. I hate that fucking song. It's overplayed. But I love Working Man. You know, and uh, somebody asked me to play Working Man. I was like, well, shit, I got no fucking rush at all. You know, I've got uh, Farewell to Kings on vinyl. That's and good. I just couldn't dig it. I mean, thank God Closer to the Heart was on it. It's the only thing to save that fucking record. <laughs> you like, I think you would actually dig freaking... Uh... Fucking, uh, fuck, I can't think of it. <laughs> I can't think of it. I think he would dig signals more. And I think he would dig freaking, um, God damn it. Can't remember the album. I don't know. I know that I was waiting one night to go on the air on uh, thatmetalstation.com when I was doing my every Sunday night show at 9 p.m. And the DJ on ahead of time, because I don't want to badmouth him because he's a good guy. But he is always late to get off the air. Always. Now, if I have a show and somebody else is coming on after me, if I'm going to be late at all, I let the person know, and I'm three to five minutes top. This guy hits the mic at like 10 to 9 to say he's got to go, you know, says his goodbyes. We're going to play one more song, and we'll see you next week. And fucking rush 21-12. No, you cannot play 25 minutes of music. And I'm like, people bitch about that long-ass 18-and-a-half-minute song by Iron Maiden. And I'm like, how the fuck could you think 2112 is this amazing thing? It goes nowhere. It's the garbage. Thing, the thing is, 2112 was in different parts. It's like different songs just put it under one song. Sucks. Different parts. It's 17 years long, and it's horrible. I, but I don't like prog rock. Well, that's what I'm thinking. You would like Grace Under Pressure. Grace Under Pressure, uh, freaking The Body Electric, uh, stuff like that. You would love that stuff. It's really short songs to the point, and it's not seven, not, no song is over five minutes, really. It's only a 39 minute album. It's really killer. Like, you, you probably like uh, The Body Electric. You like Red Sector A, After Image, and uh, Distant Early Warning, you know? Right. Those are great short songs <laughs> that's why i said you you would be kind of more of the 80s until they got to hold your fire power windows is a killer album awesome i'll, I'll 
I'll take your word for it. You ever heard the Big Money? That's a short song. It's not about short songs. This, this is what people don't understand. Getty Lee's voice grates on me. Ah, uh, it's just like that one singer that grates on me. Can't remember his name. Everybody loves. Oh yeah, Peter Chris. Yeah, Peter Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just it's annoying. And I, you know, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I don't remember the guitar player's name. I used to know it. Killer guitar player. The fact that Getty Lee could play bass and keyboards at the same time while singing, I give nothing but props. Neil Peart, amazing drummer. Combined together, the music they make, garbage. Oh, just don't okay. like it, you know. And I and I understand that's a minority feeling. It's just not my thing, you know. To me, it's it's. Every bit as annoying as death metal. Ah, uh, death metal. <laughs> cookie right. Monster music, like I refer yeah, to. Yeah, fuck Cookie Monster. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Just Although I like Abana Marth. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you tried to give me Marth off sounds that to me like Iron Maiden with growly vocals, but at least you understand what he's saying. It's probably better than Iron Maiden with Blaze Bailey. <laughs> See, I didn't mind... Uh, I, I think I heard the X Factor. Is that the one that had falling down on it? Yeah, I don't. I can't get. I could never get into that. It's just not. I love the first two Iron Maidens with the original singer, uh, but and then Bruce came in, and then I said, okay, I'll try the third. Oh, this one is terrible. Oh God. <laughs> I had to go backwards to discover the Diano years because all I knew was Dickinson. I got into Maiden with uh, somewhere in time. So did I got an Iron Maiden somewhere in time also. Right. Dude, what a gateway drug that was. Yeah. You know? But So I had to go backwards to discover those first two records. And I love Killers. I hate the debut. Oh, I love the debut. Uh, okay. Killers is better, though. You know, I, I hate the debut. Love Killers. But I think Iron Maiden was catapulted with Bruce. They made the right choice. And I know there's a lot of these purists out there. And I hate all these guys. You know, they can't give another member a chance at all. Well, the only one I understand that they hate is Sammy Hagar because he did change the sound of the band. It went from like freaking sexual innuendos to freaking comedy to freaking kind of more polished music. <laughs> so, well, look, no, it changed the lyrical styling of the band. Yeah. Okay. Because I hate hearing that bullshit. It changed the sound. Uh, no, 1984 changed the fucking sound. Oh, it did with all weight. That's where stuff. Eddie yeah. Van Halen was taking the band. Yeah. You know, uh, Sammy, it was just that's the kind of rock and roll he played. And the dude has a killer voice. They were not stupid to grab him. And people could argue, oh, but they didn't sell nearly as much. Well, that may well be, but they were selling out concerts and they were getting, you know, top 10 singles and shit. They were doing a lot better mainstream as far as their uh, numbers go. Not not a record sales. I'll give you the record sales. I'll, I'll, I'll concede to that. It's weird when I do a Sammy Hagar solo uh, review or a Sammy Hagar Van Halen review without Roth on balance. They do better than the Van Halen reviews. <laughs> Yours did really well. So, but I'm just saying, Sammy Hager is very popular. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you have your Sammy haters. Yeah. But Sammy's a popular motherfucker. Yeah, Sammy rules, man. Even my chicken foot. I did a chicken foot episode, I think, by myself, and it did really well. <laughs> so. Nice. Nice. No, I love Sammy. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I've said it a hundred times. I love his Montreux stuff. 
Uh, what what irritates me is I used to think that I don't like Van Hagar. As I go back and I keep listening to those records, I'm like, I'm going to be that guy that's going to turn into a fuck the, the, uh, the six-pack. Because I can listen to more songs off of the, like especially OU812 and uh, For Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. I love those records. Those, al- those albums are amazing. I need those on vinyl, but Unlawful is very expensive <laughs> to get on vinyl. Yeah, hey, see, I haven't found that one. I do have OU812 on vinyl. Yeah, I, I got I, 5150. I don't even know how I ended up with that one because I'm really not a fan of that record, but I do own it. I love 5150. This freaking, I, I, that album, it didn't really have any videos where people say, yeah, I had videos, but it never had videos with the band and it was just like uh, Dreams. It's just like the the Air Force, whatever it was, just doing the, the freaking turns with the solo. It was freaking cool. What, 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 uh, flying air force troop was that it's like a famous one i can't remember who they are the angels oh, or... the blue angels the blue angels yeah the blue yeah, angels i've actually seen them down in florida mayport florida at a mayport naval air station at jacksonville yeah because dreams for the video uh dreams is just the blue angels <laughs> right in that video no it was definitely a change in the sound but it was going the direction of the music at the time i'm sorry you know that's why they were all over MTV. That's why they were having all these number one hits and shit. That, that's that's just the nature of that beast. My favorite Sammy is uh, 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 Standing Hampton. I have two copies of that on vinyl. One that I listened to and one this seal has never been broken. Nice. I have VOA and I think Three Lockbox. Yeah, I got those. And, uh, the Sa- and Sammy Hagar, uh, what, they changed the name of the record, but I have the self-titled version of it. Uh, with Eddie on bass, with a uh, freaking Eagles fly on it. Uh, I think it was called I Never. They changed the name to I Never Said Goodbye. Oh yeah, yeah. When I first, because it was an MTV contest. Dude, but I've, I've got a uh, Street Machines that has like Trans Am Highway. Oh, I got that too. Jane gave me that for free. <laughs> yeah, you liked the post when I posted the vinyl. <laughs> I said I'm listening to this right now. That's a great oh, yeah. album. Yeah, I absolutely love Sammy. I don't give a shit what any of these haters say. And, yeah, uh, that's one of those things that James has said to me. He's like, dude, no matter what, you stand by it. He's like, well, fuck yeah. Why am I going to change my mind? Why? Because you don't like it? Fuck off. I don't care if you like it. I like it. <laughs> James, you come is hang funny. out with me. I'm going to play the shit just to annoy the fuck out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. I wish I could hang out with Ralph and we could just sit there with a boombox and freaking play uh, OU812. <laughs> oh, see, that would be torture for him. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but then he'd probably play shit we don't like. <laughs> You know, it's like, but come on, Cabo Wabo and Finish What You Started are brilliant tunes. Yeah. Did you see his uh, thing on 5150 in uh, 1984, I think? <laughs> no, I didn't even watch it. I knew what that was going to be. Oh, about. it was hilarious, though. But he did like uh, what Love Walks In, but it still didn't beat the 1984 song. <laughs> really? Isn't that just keyboards? Yeah, he liked Love Walks In, the, the keyboard, the ballad on the album, the big ballad. Oh, wow. That's insane. I know. I was like, what? But he's, he said if, if Love Walks In was up with the you know the instrumental version 1984 that just goes into jump, so that would have beat that one, but this doesn't beat this song. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing my ass off on that. I want to I pay him just to do a, a, an NXS thing to see if he likes NXS. <laughs> that, yeah, that's – I wonder. Yeah, I love NXS. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of casual with them, but 
the other side of that is that everything I've ever heard by them, I've liked. And I even like the JD Fortune stuff. Oh, yeah. Switch is a great album, man. If that guy didn't fuck up and get drugged out, they still probably would have been going. Dude, I mean, he got he got rich and thought he was in the 80s again, discovered cocaine. Yeah, man. <laughs> fuck. And that I guitar... remember watching Rockstar in Excess. Oh, I, I did I've, too. You know, I've got the uh, DVD of all the performances. Love it, love it. I wish they would do the same with Rockstar Supernova. Yeah, uh, Supernova was okay. That guy. I called the I called the winner of those two shows on the first night of those two shows. And JD Fortune does have a lot of Michael Hutchins in him, except Michael Hutchins had that stage presence that nobody could replicate. It's like Jim Morrison. Nobody could take Jim Morrison's spot in the doors. You know. <laughs> I compare those two bands together because they tried bringing other people in the doors like uh, Ian um, Ian Asbury from the Colt. And they brought like uh, the guy from uh, Creed, Scott Stapp. Scott Stapp did sing, sing some good versions. Ian Asbury was really good at it. But nobody could replace Jim Morrison in the doors. Nobody could replace Jet, uh, Michael Hutchins in In Excess. It just can't happen. <laughs> For real. Yeah. No, I compare those two bands together. I said, there's no way they could ever get a new lead singer for any of these bands. <laughs> those two bands are like on the same trajectory. Michael Hutchins is just freaking the lyricist. The the band was freaking tight, groove. Drummer was great. He, he held the groove. The guitar player was awesome. It's like they were multi-instrumentalist and they were freaking a great fucking band. I I I compare. I think they're the best band from Australia besides ACDC. <laughs> I don't know. The Bee Gees are pretty good. The Bee Gees are okay. <laughs> they're a good. Band. They're good musicians. I I give them that. Great songwriters. Great great songwriters. Yes, and before they did uh, Saturday Night Fever, they had great. I liked it better. <laughs> now they were they were doing disco even before Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, but it's just that's what set them over the top. Yeah. <laughs> you ever watch the Saturday Night Live with uh, Jimmy Fallon and uh, what's his name from Instinct, uh, Justin Timberlake? No, they I'm had the Barry, they had the Barry Gibb show, and uh, what's it? Uh, what's his uh, Jimmy Fallon go? We're talking about it. <laughs> He'd be talking. So you had this. <laughs> it's hilarious. Just look it up on YouTube, dude. Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon doing the Barry Gibb show, dude. It's hilarious. And Justin Timberlake's playing one of the brothers. It's funny as hell. <laughs> one of the few things I like by Jimmy Fallon. Everything else sucks. <laughs> that guy would always laugh before the joke was over. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I think his talk is a... Tonight shows better than the other two that are on. So it's fine. I, I don't watch any late night TV anymore. Um, and I wanted to stay out of the political shit, but it, it, it's definitely because of the political shit. Uh, I, I've watched late night for a long time. I, I watched David Letterman for years, you know, through the Bush administration, uh, through the Clinton administration, through the Bush administration, through the Obama administration. And... Yeah, why, while they might crack a joke or two, it's never been with such such vitriol and hatred and this holier-than-now-I-am-better-than-you-and-you-are-wrong-and-everybody-that-thinks-like-you-is-wrong mentality ever in my life. So I just, 
I just don't watch it anymore. Well, out of the three, you got Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, I, uh, I don't like that guy either. And um, I liked him when he did the NFL thing where he made fun of Terry Bradshaw all the time on Fox. You know what I liked is when he did the man show, and now he's trying to act all fucking better Political. than you. Yeah. You had girls jumping on trampolines, asshole, just to watch their tits bounce. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, he was good on the NFL uh, with uh, on Fox. Doing the funny now they got Rob Regal. Rob Regal's funny too. Yeah, I like him. And uh, and then the other guy, the Canadian dude, I don't like him on CBS. He took over for Letterman. But Jimmy Fallon is the least political one on there, and yeah, he he, he actually he had Trump a on there. Conscious choice. Yeah. It was a conscious choice to not be that way. Yeah, I like him because he basically sticks with the interviews and doesn't really make uh, jokes about Trump. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Saturday Night Live, especially when political times are hard, for lack of a better term, do you want to add to it? I mean, Hollywood does. That's all they want to do is just push their narrative, push their narrative, push their narrative. And it's like I, De Niro. Let's talk about De Niro for a minute. This guy, every time he's talking on his soapbox, he pisses me off to no end. But I cannot stop watching his movies. No, I, I still watch their movies. I don't sit there. I'm not going to watch this guy because he hates my president. Oh, fuck. I'll still watch his movies. Fucking that Netflix movie is awesome. Well, <laughs> yeah, The Irishman, dude, yeah, it was great. It was a great movie. But, but here's the thing. I mean, guys that think a little more to the right, you know, they would think you're all ultra right wing. It's like, oh, shut the fuck up. No, because everybody's in the middle. I'm just a little more right of middle. But... Who would we be able to watch? What, Clint Eastwood? Uh, uh, James Woods? <laughs> you know, and uh, 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 what the fuck is, uh, uh, fuck is his name? It's uh, Chris Pratt's kind of right, too. <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit to the right. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. Angelina Jolie's dad. Yeah, uh, the guy from Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah. So, so you can watch them. Yeah. If you were going to listen to music, what do you have? Nothing. Country music or Ted, Ted Nugent? Nugent? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like everything. Leave me the yeah. fuck alone. Or I mean, Ace Frehley. understand how much I like the dead Kennedys. Yeah. Ace like, Fra- dude, I love the dead Kennedys. Ace Frehley's totally Republican. <laughs> At least when I saw him in concert. <laughs> but, uh, fuck. That video was awesome when he said fucking Democrats. <laughs> I was like, fucking hey. Right. <laughs> And freaking, you also got, I just interviewed Todd Howworth from uh, Fraley's Comet. He's totally Republican. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's the device, <laughs> uh, divisiveness definitely needs to stop. Uh, people just need to like, hey, man, I see where you're going with that, but this is how I feel. And let's move on. And it's like, let's talk about things that we do agree about. <laughs> Yeah, for real. Instead of hate, hating on you and calling you a hater and calling you a racist and calling you all these names because you don't agree with what they're saying. Well, I've said for years that as soon as somebody calls you a racist for a belief you have, you've already won the argument. That means they've run out of things to say. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I love Terrence, man, but that guy could go off on people. And they said, dude, once you start calling them names, they already won. Like you just said, I said, once you, you go off on people, Terrence. And you call them names. I said, once you start calling them names, they got you. And I said, just be civil with them and just make your point and move on. And he told me, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. 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 He uh, he had uh, unfriended me, blocked me at one point. Yeah. 
because he was on my page talking his shit, and I finally, I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. You know, every time you say something, it's always filled with hate because you don't agree with it. Fuck off with that noise. I didn't hear from him for months. Mm-hmm. He, did he uh, request to me again about a week or so ago, and he still wants me back on his show. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do it, you know. But you need to calm the fuck down, okay? <laughs> it's like, you're not too far away from Alex Jones, dude. Chill. I, I know. I tell him, dude, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> I said, calm down and stop calling the people you're arguing with names. Stop calling them sheep. Once you call them sheep, they've already tuned out on you. Stop. <laughs> Yeah, you're allowed to have some political discourse, but you got to be able to talk like human beings. Yeah, once you call the names, I stop listening to people that call me names, so I know exactly what they always do. As soon as somebody calls me a racist, I'm tuned out, and I don't even want to talk to them anymore. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yep. Well, all right, Mark, I am, I'm happy you finally got on. Uh, next time I have you on, we'll have uh, uh, an actual topic, not just sitting here rambling. Although, uh, with me and the Mountain Man rambling were some of our uh, some of our most fun episodes. Uh, but I'm definitely honored you came here finally. I will be returning to your show to fucking review records and <laughs> shit. <laughs> you, know, you should just come on with me and Lee because we did an episode where we were just talking shit and just playing music. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Which is kind of what we did here. Uh, yeah. I, I do like the rambling series here, and I haven't been able to do it in a while. So I definitely appreciate you coming on. Uh, one of the things I do, do, do. Do do boy, there's some juvenile humor. What are the things we do here at the plug? Is I give you the chance to promote something. What would you like to promote? Well, I have the Freeform Rock podcast with my brother Lee Gershman, and Lee Gershman always has his Lee Gershman podcast, which he does whenever he wants. Ours is weekly, or maybe twice a week, or three times a week since this infection has been going on. We've been doing a lot more, and I've been guesting on other people's podcasts because I'm bored. And also, I started a new podcast, which you don't like. You don't like the band U2 with my friend uh, Bob Hay. It's his baby. So I said, yeah, I'll do it with you. I edit it for him and stuff, and he puts it up. So uh, U2 Cast. If you like U2, uh, check out U2 Cast. U2 Cast, yes, absolutely. Check that out. I'm here to promise you I will not. I know you won't. (laughs) (laughs) But definitely, all you fans out there of U2. And I liked, uh, was it uh, one... And I like to uh, still haven't found what I'm looking for. I'll, I'll I'll admit to that, but I'm not I'm not a fan. But uh, yeah, if you guys like you too, check that out. Check out Freeform Rock. Uh, Lee has his own show too, but we're not gonna talk about that because fuck him, he's not here. I already said Lee Gershman show. <laughs> Suck. <laughs> hey, I promote him even though if you ever listen to him on somebody else's podcast, he does not say anything about the uh, the podcast we do together. And I always get on. Why don't you say something about the Freeform? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, to be fair, Lee drinks a lot. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely glad you've uh, you've been here with me. I um, I'm obviously not going to promote the plug because you're fucking listening to it. Um, <laughs> but what I am going to promote is my radio show. I have moved it to every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the 12 dude. Uh, every other week it goes long. Every other week it goes off right on time. This week it goes off right on time because I have to work Wednesday night. Uh, but I also want to just promote common sense. People, practice good hygiene. We have to do the social distancing. I hate that word. It sounds like some social justice warrior made up word, but we have to do it. Let's keep each other safe. Let's keep each other as help, uh, healthy as we possibly can. And uh, we're going to get through this thing. That's what I'm going to promote. Good personal hygiene. Wash your nasty ass. <laughs> Mark, any final thoughts? 
Uh, just what you said, you know, man, people be good to each other. People stop arguing with each other. We're Americans. We're not a political party. Oh, I couldn't have said it any better myself. Motherfuckers, buy vinyl and we'll go to see you next time. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go But hey, I say, well that's okay Cause we'll see you very soon, I know Very soon, I know What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on The Plug See you next week
Sally from Hell, Jack the Ripper. 